Operation Confidence proudly presents America's Invisible Heroes Radio Talk Show. Tune in weekly on Sundays from 2 to 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time with your host, Consuela Mackey, co-host, U.S. Air Force veteran, Matt Davidson, announcers, Taylor Marcella and Brooke Gadesi, U.S. Army veteran and entertainment host, Charles Whitehead, U.S. Army Special Forces veteran, and I once was whole segment host, Richard Cook. U.S. Army veteran and lifeline for women's veterans segment host, Martha Elena Varela. National Faith Program Director and Veterans in Recovery segment host, Anthony Akinpora. And U.S. Air Force veteran and incarceration to success segment host, Kevin Lewandowski. For more information or to be a guest on our show, email info at operationconfidence.org. Operation Confidence is a grassroots nonprofit. The organization's mission is to provide stable housing for veterans who have experienced homelessness, as well as providing a wide range of supportive services. To help accomplish our goal, a successful landowner has donated land for the project, a world-renowned architect has offered to design the houses, and construction classes from the local community colleges will take part in building the houses. Your support and donations are needed. To get involved, please visit our website at www.operationconfidence.org or email info at operationconfidence.com. Okay. Well, welcome everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Americans Invisible Heroes, a show dedicated to our veterans and their families. Yes, I'm your host, Consuela Mackey, Executive Director of a grassroots nonprofit organization called Operation Confidence. No, I'm not a veteran, but my heart goes out to our American heroes, especially those who are disabled and may have experienced homelessness. Uh, the show, as, as many of you know, was, was created to establish a platform for our veterans to be able to share their experiences heartfelt stories, resources, challenges, and accomplishments. Now, allow me to introduce you to our co-host for today, U.S. Air Force veteran Matt Davidson, who's also our board VP and co-host, uh, U.S. Army Reserve veteran Charles Whitehead, board member and co-host as well, uh, U.S. Army veteran Martha Barrera, tongue-tied Varela, and she's our advisory board member. She has a segment every week that's called Lifeline to Women Veterans. Then we have U.S. Marine Veterans Master Sergeant Adam Castillo. He has a monthly segment called Housing Services for Veterans. Then there's Army Major Veteran Anthony Smith. He has a monthly segment called can't keep a good man down. And then last but not least, we have U.S. Army Army veteran, Dr. Kathy Cash. She has a bi-monthly segment called Strategies for Hope. Welcome, everyone. Please wave at our, our viewers and let them know who you are. Okay, take it away, Matt. All righty. <clears throat> if you were watching the news last week, you are well aware of the toxin toxic burn pits controversy. Burn pits were a way of life for Afghanistan and Iraqi veterans. They were pits that burned everything from chemicals to body parts and feces. 
veterans who tended the pits breathed the toxic elements in the smoke, resulting in toxic-related conditions, including cancers. While veterans suffered toxic illnesses, a bipartisan PACT Act was formed to help or not help those veterans suffering illnesses. I won't get into the political aspects, but one party voted no to helping these veterans and one voted yes. At one point, the no voters appeared to have the edge, but that was because uh, or before the veteran organizations got involved. I myself received emails from disabled American veterans and Vietnam veterans of America urging me to contact my senators and tell them to support our veterans. Of course, I immediately emailed my senators. In the end, the good guys won and justice was served. And here's what our VA secretary, Dennis McDonough, had to say. Veterans who are exposed to toxic fumes while fighting for our country are American heroes, and they deserve world-class care and benefits for all of their selfless service. The Bipartisan PAC Act will help VA deliver for those veterans and their survivors by empowering us to presumptively provide care and benefits to vets suffering from more than 20 toxic exposure-related conditions. To those veterans, their families, caregivers, and survivors, you can apply for PACT Act benefits by filing a claim at va.gov. And you can learn more about the PACT Act at va.gov slash PACT, P-A-C-T, or by calling us at 1-800-MY-VA-4. One, one. Can you repeat it, that, Matt? Yes, it's uh, 1-800-MY-VA-411. VA will you. be communicated with you every step of the way to make sure that you and your loved ones get the benefits you've earned. Once the president signs his bill into law, VA will implement it quickly and effectively delivering the care these veterans need and the benefits they deserve. VA Secretary Dennis R. McDonough. Wow, that's yes. great. As always, you always have some great information. All right, does anyone have any feedback? I think Martha was going, needing some, some help in that yeah, area. Yeah, no, no, I, and I, there was a comment in the chat. Um, Adam wants to make sure that we put this information on our website. Um, because it's a, it's important information and I think people, we need to share with veterans. And I was also, I was mad that's such an interesting um, point you bring up because I had read something the other day about certain politicians that are, are voting against all of these bills for the veterans. And it, we really right. do got to pay attention to this because it's like we're voting people into office and then we're just kind of forgetting about it after that and not realizing that, you know, this is a, a, a huge issue um, for any politician on whatever political party you associate with, especially when it comes to veterans health. Um, yeah. So thank you for bringing that up. That's, that was a, a really good point that I had re recently read and 
just continuing the work that we do with Operation Confidence. As you know, we had a gentleman on the show last week who, you know, suffered a, a injury to his foot. The, a generator fell on his foot during um, active duty, and and he shattered his foot, and he was getting like ten percent service connection. Wow! And, and it was for his ears. <laughs> so you know, we've been we've been working, Matt, as Matt mentioned, with the Vietnam Veterans of America in Northern right. California, and we have uh, we had. Uh, the Dick came on um, before he's like one of the, the VSOs. And then Richard is also the fellow VSO that works with him. And we've been having great success getting veterans, these one-off veterans that just, you know, have tried everywhere and just still need help. So he's been, you know, working them in and, and getting them connected, including me, um, because I had broke my foot for many of you guys have known um, and never, it never bothered me just, you know, kind of here and there over the years, but now, 20 years later, I have a huge issue, you know, with my lower back and my hip and my leg. And so 14 days, he got my, my stuff rolling. I mean, that's amazing. People that's go, Dick Southern, right? Yeah. So Dick Southern and then that's Richard, uh, good friend, right? Yeah. Richard, Who's that to have how do you say his name, Charles? Um, yeah, he, um, Richard Seaving or something, Richard? Something like that. Silbert, Richard Silbert. So if anybody needs his information, I will put it in the chat. Wonderful VSO. And he's got 30 plus years of his own experience. So he has the verbiage and the language because a lot of that benefit connection paperwork, if you're not speaking VA language, right. you're not going to get approved. And so, like I said, I was thrilled to have already got one appointment done and in the books. And now I'll wait for the yes. VA to contact me to go in for, you know, the, the next doctor's appointments I need to, but kudos to Vietnam veterans of America. Um, and what did you say it was Dick Sutherland? Is that the Southern? Southern. Okay. Southern. So I'll put Richard. Dr. Cass, did you have any feedback in that? You know, you were always up on it as well. The, um, yeah, I was glad that it did pass. And, and now that the veterans have opportunity to, uh, speak up. That's where peer support comes in. Because mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. we're there to carry them through, to walk them through. Because it is discouraging when you go through something, and like it was said, you only come out with 10%, when you know that there's so much more going on that is a result of the time and service. Right. So right. yes, kudos to all of that. And then every time we get a, a VSO um, officer who can really put the verbiage in correctly so that the claim goes through, that's always a plus. Mm -hmm. Well, thank yeah. you, Matt. That was some great information. So, you know what I'd like to also add to, to that is that, um, you know, it, it also talks about in the language and there it talks about Vietnam veterans who, you know, were exposed to Agent Orange as well. So right. that's something that was, that, was, that was on that document. So I'm glad that that, you know, but what I would like to know, and I'm not sure maybe someone, uh, uh, is knowledgeable on this, but there is for their dependents, you know, the their offsprings. I'm not mm -hmm. sure. So I know that for spinal bifida, I know it covers that, but I'm not sure. Some of their some children have experienced other, um, uh, you know, life impairments, you know, that you know medically, uh, but I'm not aware of. So that uh, I wonder if that that pact, um, you know, uh, legislation that was passed covers that as well so that's something that uh you know i'm not sure i'm i'm sure that there there's a lot of you know information in that but 
probably next time in my next segment, I'm going to try to with George Marcia's assistant, George Dixon, who is the uh, who's the uh, supervisor for the uh, MVA, which is the Military and Veterans Affairs for Los Angeles, and a Bob Hope Patriotic Hall. Try to get him to come on here. He's got That'd like great. like yeah, he's got a wealth of knowledge with his BSO stuff. Super uh, super well informed and probably has forgotten more information that I could than that I know I could ever uh, even. Well, we need we need and, his support too. You know, with our so project. I'll well, I'll work on him next with George's uh with George's help because he's good. He's got right. uh, he's good with him. So Matt, I can't thank you enough for that good information. I love the dialogue, you know, that everybody chipped in with because it's so important. So and I'm glad I'm glad too that Martha brought up the VSOs, especially Vietnam Veterans of America, because mm -hmm. they've been a great help to me as well. Right. So, that's, and that's amazing. Dick Southern's people. <laughs> yeah. Matt, reach out to him again. You know, actually we're Facebook friends too. So but uh, see if he'll come back on the show and I'll do the same because he's doing okay. some amazing things. Right. Thank you so much. That was great information. Sure. Okay. Uh, Arthur, I need you to welcome back uh, U.S. Navy veteran Calvin Poole. From yes. Tennessee. Hello. Welcome, welcome back. Thank uh, you so Calvin. much. Yeah, Calvin. Calvin is a U.S. Navy veteran, and he's also the president of the Tennessee Regional Group. He joined the U.S. Navy in 1976 and completed his enlistment in 1982 as part of the U.S. Navy Construction Battalion, the Fighting Seabees. Selected as the recruit chief petty officer, Calvin led his company to win the Brigade Award for the Most Outstanding Company. Currently, Calvin dedicates his resources and time to getting blinded vet blind veterans from his regional group and other local citizens involved in both adaptive sports and arts and crafts through partnerships with other nonprofit organizations. Some of the geographical areas in which Calvin has influence with veterans include Northern Mississippi, Eastern Arkansas, and the Western portion of Tennessee. Calvin credits BVA for being instrumental in his personal and professional growth and he encourages blind veterans to join the organization and remain active in their local regional groups and experience some of BVA's some of the BVA operations peer support activity. Thank you, Calvin. Go ahead and take it from here. And we want to welcome Calvin as part of our team too. He's coming on board as a team member. I'm going to be one of the co-hosts. So thank you so much, Calvin. That is amazing representing our blind veterans. Yeah. Take well, it away, Calvin. Thank you. I just want to say thanks again for allowing me to uh, be a part of this great group. And like she mentioned earlier, I do work um, with two great organizations here in the city, and this is Tennessee Regional Group is one. And I also work with the Tri-State Adaptive Sports Association, where we do supply um, and serve our veterans in the community uh, with adaptive sports. And some of those sports include uh, goalball, archery, tandem cycling, and bocce is our core group of sports. But we do offer many, many other activities for arts and craft and that kind of thing. And it was, um, I was glad to hear that, that you all work with the Vietnam War veterans because I do work, well, we do work closely with the Vietnam War veterans here locally. 
And uh, about three or four years ago, they did donate, um, the Army had a facility over at, that was a distribution center here in the city, but they closed up. And when they left, they left a nine hole golf course there and the city did donate it to the Vietnam War veterans. And they gave us a place to um, house our operation out of over there. So I'm glad to hear that Vietnam War veterans are part of this group. And uh, I look forward to our serving in the future. Oh, thank you so much. You got a wealth of information to share about our blind veterans. We never hear very much about them. Yeah. And you're doing some outstanding work in that area. So, and then maybe sometime you'll bring some of your successful veterans on, on the show and let them talk about the experiences from your organization. That'd be a great idea. I'll do just that. Please do. Yeah. So I'll keep you informed and thank you so much. It's such an honor. Thank you. I appreciate again the opportunity to be a part of this great group. Thank you. We're, we're excited to have you too. Okay, uh, Charles, I believe it's on you to introduce uh, U.S. Army veteran Anthony L. Smith Sr. He's a retired U.S. Army major. I got a bunch of uh, uh, motorcycles that's making a bunch of noise here. But anyway, we're gonna welcome our new team member, Major Anthony Smith Sr. to the show. U.S. Army uh, Anthony L. Smith Sr. is an Air Force brat, a retired, I mean, uh, he's an Air Force brat and retired a U.S. Army Major who served in the military for 22 years from active duty, reserve, and National Guard. After serving in several campaigns, he was injured in combat in Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2004 at Camp Taji, serving with the 1st Cavalry Division, 39th Infantry Brigade, BMMC, Special Operation Infantry, and uh, Slash Quartermaster. On April 24, 2004, he was injured in, a combat, in combat during an attack on Camp Taji. Am I saying that right? Taji? Forward Operating Base. A rocket-propelled grenade was shot into the camp and directly struck him in the right side of his body. He was then hit by four by four 50-caliber rounds and a mortar round landed several feet in and uh, several feet close to him, I guess. He sustained several life-threatening injuries and later was listed killed in action and placed in a body bag. Tony was wow. later discovered. Now, nah, I mean, isn't that crazy? Wow. He was later discovered by a nurse during her rounds who realized he was still alive and went for help. He was resuscitated but was given the wrong blood type. Mm -mm. After two years of recovery, he went on to get involved in, uh, uh, then he, he went to get involved and then turned back to martial arts and reopened his own martial arts academy. He is a para-athlete in several sports and has currently won several championships and a member of the World and National USA Para Taekwondo team in sports. He later relived his uh, duties, relieved his duties at, he was later relieved of his duties as chief of police and forced into retirement because of, an, of unjustifiable medical reason. A RH factor during the process placed him in a 62-day coma and when he was awakened, he, he discovered he had several injuries, PTSD, 
TBI 2, loss of right arm, right hip, right kidney, a portion of his intestines, loss of vision in the right eye, his hearing, his jaw was broken in three places, he lost over his abdomen muscles, he's a T7 spinal cord uh, damage and amnesia. He has acquired the nickname of A-Train, the one-armed grandmaster, and currently the founder, owner, and operation of Anthony Worldwide Martial Arts Association. AOBK for Life, that's the name of the organization. He is the first black disabled combat veteran to start an academy for adaptive martial sports, martial arts, sorry. He was elected pastor of Wilson Chapel Missionary Baptist Church in December 2020 to continue the service of the members at standing. After preaching his first sermon at the age of 14 years old in the Church of God in Christ, he served as national adjutant for 30 years. Tony later departed his position to become an activist for black human rights and the teaching of his ancestors through the, script, the scriptures. You can keep a good man down. You can't keep a good man down. What am I talking about? Today, today, he fosters a worldwide martial arts organization. He's a pastor, evangelist, and a motivational speaker. And somebody's blowing their horn like crazy. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and let you take it over. Uh, Wait, what about this video? I want to show the video first. Okay, hold up. Um, let me do this because uh, that video is unbelievable. The intro again. <laughs> that's that's unbelievable as well. But just to see this is just breathtaking. What he's gone through. Uh, let's. See. That would be this, I believe. Let's see. Rehab, try to cure my addiction. I relapse. They want me to fall down and stop rap. You still hating on me, homie? We off that. I That's it, right? No. What video are you talking but about? But I liked, I liked it that though. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't you. No, that was. I want to. I think she's talking about the one from uh, Operation Rebound. One of those. Is that that's the one you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Oh well, you know, um, what you call it had that. I it to you, oh well, you know, <laughs> sorry, but you know, I like that. Hey, I like I like that champ is here one. Yeah, champ is here. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was you. <laughs> Andy, do you have that available to send over so we can so we can uh, see that? You want me to send it over? Oh yeah, please. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm like you there know. There we go. Well, this is team effort here. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Send that over to uh, Charles. <laughs> what video is that, Charles? Charles, give her, give her your email address. You don't if she don't she don't already have it. Do you have his email address, Miss uh, Walker? You're muted. You you muted. Type it in the chat, Charles. Put she it can in the chat. Can you oh. hear me now? Yeah, there we go. Put 
gonna send it there to everyone, just in case. Um, but uh, I mean, we can uh, we can show the video. That we can talk about it while we're getting that together, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he has gone through. Something I have pictures. I can show the pictures while we're waiting on the video. I think she's about to send it. Even if she sends it, I got to download it. So, unless there's a link. Yeah, and I didn't make her a co-host. If I make you a co-host, can you can you play it for us, Miss Walker? You muted. I know. Keep, okay. keep your program going till I till I can get it over. Uh, yeah, so okay. And then you know I can. Um, Charles can show some pictures. Yeah, please show his pictures. The champ. Oh, this is you, right? Let me make sure before I. Yes, man. All right. Yeah, that's me. All right. Uh, let's see. Grandmaster, you know. All right. This is kind of what was on that uh, the video. What's that ring? Uh, what is that? Yeah, for? yeah since the last time, since the last time y'all saw me, uh, uh. I think. I became uh, uh, one of the Paralympic world champions in uh, Taekwondo All up right. in Louisville, Kentucky. Congratulations. And, uh, you know what that ring is about? Uh, yeah, I was going to show it to y'all. Let me see if I can get on. I, I wore it today so I can hang it up in the screen so y'all can see it. And I got uh, another ring for being inducted into uh, Real Superfoot Wallace for being the first and uh, the only disabled athlete to be uh, promoted in this book. All right. Whoa, it's amazing. That you on at the bottom there on the left? Right, yeah, that right. That was a class. That was a Tai Chi class that I was running uh, down in Dallas, Texas. Mm -hmm. So that was all the group that came out to the Tai Chi class for me. Oh, that's And that's upside down because that's from White House. Can't see it. I can't uh, do nothing with uh, it. Uh, last month I received a award from the okay, White I House for over 40 okay. hours volunteer services. That's beautiful. I put it in the chat for you. Hold up. That's the last. Well, here, let's finish the pictures here. Okay. This is your Lifetime Achievement Award. Correct. Nice. And uh, certification of rank. All right. Black Sash Certification of Rank. Mm. What does that mean? That I'm a uh, 10th degree black belt now, the highest level that you can go in a uh, Black Sash, I'm the first disabled amputee to be promoted to 10th uh, degree black belt in the world. Oh, wow. wow, that's wow. amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is a, uh, 
military yeah. frat. Kappa, Kappa. Yeah, Kappa Lambda Chi Military Fraternity. Uh, I was inducted into that in uh, July, this past July. Now you just been doing a lot since we left. <laughs> You're busy. Right, I, I was just gonna have to interrupt and ask, like, you know, to please share where you get this incredible motivation. You got to see that video first. <laughs> I, I know, I remember it. That's why I'm just No, just but like, our audience like... <laughs> got to see it. Look at that. Nice. That's amazing. Nice. Now, what are these? Uh... Who are these gentlemen? That's the uh, Capital of Chi Military Fraternity Incorporated uh, brothers that were inducted with me uh, in July. And those, the two in the front, were the uh, what we call the big brothers that uh, took us through all our information and uh, all the training that we need to do to get cert come on certification to be considered Kappa Lambda Chi. And that's you on, on the far, far right? Yeah, right there in the back corner standing. Right. Right, right during the gap. Right, there you go, okay. Yeah, they gave me the nickname Gargoyle because they said I never slept at night. <laughs> that's great let's see that video are we ready um no um here we go okay hold up let me get it so you I guys can... see what i'm talking about when you see this video okay hold up now i got that let me uh that's a good video there's more than one. Well, well, this is the one that showed him in combat. Is that the one that you sent over? Um, it's kind of historical. Yeah, so there's a picture of him. Well, anyway, just show it. Yeah, just roll it. I hope it's that one. Let me go look and see if I can find it too. That's such a- Probably it. Tell y'all. one that actually showed him in combat but this is a good one too uh, thank you so much Anthony you're going to talk now and tell everybody about everybody what it's your friendly neighborhood Z-Man here and I'm Whoops. back for another year of <laughs> uh, yeah there's there's, uh, there's one that's called front line to finish line the Anthony Smith story that up uh, yeah that's the one I want can you play it and, uh, 
If I make you a co-host. Is it on YouTube? Yeah, it's also on YouTube. Yeah, get it from there. What's the name of it? Frontline to Finish Line. Oh, yeah. Yeah, put it in Frontline to Finish Line, Anthony Smith. This one here is so inspirational and same time breaks your heart. <laughs> All right. Got it. This is like 11 minutes long. Uh, I don't know. Let's go with it anyway. <laughs> okay. Let me get it started and then I'll share it here. I think this video is narrated so, so Calvin can hear the words. Yeah. April 24, 2004. Didn't see it coming, didn't hear it coming. When it exploded beside me, that's when everything went white. City gangs. We had our little run-ins and stuff with the uh, police. I used to steal cars and go joyriding. <laughs> my, around my 10th grade year, I really started getting into church and sports, and I got so involved in sports, I didn't, I didn't have time for the game. So it was like, either you're gonna do one or the other. I was having fun, and I was having fun and not getting in trouble having fun. He was in everything from basketball, cross-country cross running, and football. I mean, he'd done everything. And we was there. Well, I was there. <laughs> in every game, every track meet, everything. <laughs> My mother was a hard worker at that time. She was holding down two jobs and working side jobs to make sure we was taken care of. Everywhere he went, I was going in just following. Terry took care of it. I mean, when, when mama wasn't around, she was like the second mama. So, you know, she took care of us, just like my brother Michael took care of me because my father wasn't around. Michael was my, was my role model, really, to everything, you know. It was because of Michael I started playing sports. I actually was going to drop out of college and just go straight into the military. And so he kind of pushed me toward the ROTC program and finishing up my education and stuff. So my brother was more of the uh, guiding light toward the Army. After he came back from Kuwait, he was doing uh, a night shift job. In uh, 1995, uh, he got uh, hit by a drunk driver on the way home. You know, after all that fighting and you know, working on bombs and defusing bombs and getting out of all them cases, he get hit by a drunk driver who runs a light and kills him. So that, that was a big impact on me right there. And it was because of him I got into the military. So I always emulated whatever he tried to do. When the Iraq war started, um, it was just 
really horrific because that was something that really worried me, you know, because they were sending so many troops over there. When I first went into Iraq, you know, it, it, it's a horrible smell. <laughs> it's like all the sewage is broke or something like that. It, the area is kind of like a junkyard to me. It looks like, look like a big junkyard, need to be cleaned up real bad. That morning, uh, I had just finished playing cards and stuff with my buddies, and uh, somebody came banging on the door saying that they think they're having an incoming fire going to come in, so they want all us to go to the bunkers and stuff. That's when I got hit by the RPG. And after that, everything, I don't remember. You don't have no pulse, and the machines are saying that you're dead. Then you go in the body bag. I mean, I was sitting here watching um, television. We was already nervous and upset because we didn't know what was going on. They had listed me as uh, killed in action. They were looking for my social security number and stuff for identification for me. And uh, nobody put my dog tags and my personal effects stuff at the time. So the nurse came by. And uh, they didn't have the body bag all the way zipped up, so she just opened up the body bag to see what my dog tags were. And she started seeing uh, bubbles coming out from my tray and realized that, you know, this guy's still alive. So they pulled me back in and started working on me, got me resuscitated properly, and then they shipped me out to Baghdad. And that's when we got the phone call saying that, you know, that Anthony had, you know, had got hit. They said that he may possibly be dead. They really weren't sure. End up in a coma for 62 days. When Anthony finally woke up, I was just thanking God that he pulled through, that he woke up. Uh, initially, I, I couldn't remember anything. <laughs> I mean, my, uh, you know, you got a guy that that's, uh, was a whiz in math and computers and stuff, and then you get a brain injury where you learn how to do one plus one, you know, equals two all over again. I said, I almost said it wrong then. Uh, I got post-traumatic stress, uh, lost vision in my right eye, have T7 spinal cord injury, uh, I lost my full hip. I don't have a hip at all. I have what they call a girdle in there. Leave my leg uh, one and a half inch sorted on the other side. My most obvious one, I lost my right arm. During my recovery, you know, you had to just learn so much all over again. You know, I started remembering stuff about my brother when I was going through my, my recovery phase, I guess you want to call it, when I was in therapy. You know, like you kind of hear your brother in, in your head saying like, you know, you can do this, push harder, you know. I know you ain't gonna give up on me now, you little punk, you know. <laughs> you know, you hear those little voices in your head that kind of get you motivated and keep going. The fact that he believed in himself, you know. All Anthony needed was some support. When I got back, I got into the aerobics group and started doing all the aquatic exercises to strengthen my body. And that's when I ran into Nico, and he changed. 
the whole aspect of everything I was doing. When I first saw Anthony, he was uh, 310 pounds in a wheelchair smoking cigarettes. And I knew that, hey, this is somebody that we really need to reach out to. It looks like he needs a little extra support and he needs somebody to get behind him. And so that's when I approached him and let him know about what we could do through the CAF Operation Rebound Program. At first, he was a bit tentative. Uh, Anthony's first response to the program when I told him about it, he's a bit, you know, wary. He had uh, been told these things before that organizations would support him and they didn't come through with what he expected. And I think really talking to Tamika, his wife, uh, she convinced him to, hey, why don't you give these guys a, a call and see what they can do for you? I told him I wanted to get back into uh, cycling. I want to get back into uh, my martial arts. He said, well, why don't you do it? I'm like, well, the finances ain't there. And I don't have a train. I, I, I kind of like made all the excuses. And then it was like a month later, my bike show up. Operation Rebound actually bought me a bike. It, it was like my bike. <laughs> and they bought me all the stuff that needed to go on that bike so that I could be able to perform with it. Sports are incredibly important for these, these men and women. And a lot of them find that they end up doing things they never thought they could do prior to being injured. I don't think Anthony was thinking about doing triathlon prior to losing his arm and a big chunk of his hip missing and losing eyesight in one eye. That would have never, never occurred to him. And now he's a triathlete. Challenge Athletes Foundation was key to Anthony's uh, progression through his martial arts training. Uh, we've been providing the funding for his training for the last two and a half years now. I tell Nico and them all the time, I say, I'm probably the first black belt amputee that made it all the way through a young one who testing to become a uh, black belt. You know, I had the dream to open up my own school and uh, passed out a bunch of applications. But, you know, I didn't think that many people were going to come back. Uh, the next month, uh, we went from seven students to 301. I think he realized what his purpose was. You know, I mean, we're all here for a purpose. Some of us never get it. Some of us do. And I believe Anthony has found his purpose. You have somebody who uh, obviously had some trouble as a youth and now he's making sure that kids don't get involved in those type of things. That's what Anthony's all about. And I think that's the spirit that he instills in these kids as well, where they see somebody who's different, you know, physically, and able to achieve, you know, a black belt or do a triathlon, and they go, if he can do it, maybe I can do it as well. Martial arts teaches us to never give up, and that's what that tattoo symbolizes. It says no matter how many times that I go through and I struggle, and no matter how many times I'm beat down, I'll never give up. I'll always be persistent. Well, that's the pretty ring. Or what the cover represent? Any particular thing? Yeah, that's the purple heart. Oh, okay. It's beautiful. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> I am so proud of you. <laughs> Even with all the things that I went through and then to be able to have a son and be able to raise your son. Get the bike. Come on, push it. Oh, I'm ecstatic. <laughs> I'm very happy. 
you know. You know, I have my good days and bad days, I think, like any other uh, disabled guy has. But overall, I'm, I'm very happy. And not just happy, but content. <coughs> and, you know, that's what I'm most proud of, that I'm able to get up in the morning, have somebody counting on me, have somebody looking forward to seeing me. You know, that, that, that gives me that lift and that pride that I need to keep going. Isn't that just the best ever? It is. So proud of you, Anthony. It's proud of you being on our team and bringing that heartfelt story. You're going to say a few words about you, what you're doing now as a pastor. You're going to say a prayer for us, too, real quick, so we can uh, have that blessing. Uh, most definitely. Uh, most gracious and Heavenly Father, we give you praise for us coming together. Father, you said how blessed it is when brethren come together in unity. And Father, we thank you for all the blessings that went out to all of those from the top of their heads to the sole of their feet. Lord, we ask you to continue to encourage them, continue to push them further. Let them stay mindful that it's bigger than them, that they continue to push forward in all that they do, that they'll be blessed in their giving. And the more that they give, the more they'll receive in their efforts. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. And we can't wait for you to come back and share more of your stories and encourage others. And you're going to show me how to do that on that TikTok too. I ain't letting you get away with that. <laughs> you told me about that about a month ago. And you know that we have to also thank Nico. He's been absolutely wonderful. Yes. Nico has been doing some amazing things for Operation Confidence, and he's done amazing stuff for you. And we and he's on the show periodically. He's such a busy person, but I really thank him so much. You know, he was responsible actually for putting it together where we were able to sponsor the uh, Frank Clark family uh, uh, inner city kids event. It was amazing. You know, Frank Clark was with Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, it was outstanding that our veterans came out, was a part of that, inner city kids. And that was last, well, two months ago, huh, uh, Mark? Yes. And, and also, also uh, the PVA, Paralyzed Veterans of America, was involved. And we had a wonderful time. So that's all because of Nico. So yeah. And I think Nico also brought uh, Calvin. Right, Calvin? That's right. Yes, ma'am. He did. Oh, so, yeah. oh yeah, he's responsible for Calvin and uh and you as well, um, uh, Miss Walker, right? Yes. Okay, oh, that Nico is just amazing. He's a dynamo. <laughs> right. Yeah. God sent. Thank yeah. him so much. And thank you too. You have any parting words before we move on? Yeah, Pastor in that video that Anthony. That little kid, that, that little boy y'all saw in that video now is 13 years old. Got his Are you serious? Got his black belt last year. The the young lady you saw in there, those are my daughters. Uh one of them's a third degree black belt now, the other one's a fourth degree. And they all got chitlins. Got me being a granddad. Uh, oh, um, I can make that chitlins. What is chitlins? <laughs> but now I know what chitlins. Chitlins. All right, chitlins. Uh, yeah. So we're about to open three more martial arts schools on the East Coast that'll give us 21 martial wow, arts schools. Amazing. Nice. And today they helped us open up martial arts schools in Trinidad, Puerto Rico, and Uganda. 
uh, the next schools that are being open this year. Well, yeah, I got to get in your class too. At one point, I went all the way up to a brown belt, and it was amazing. I forgot everything I learned. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess it'll come back to me if I got into a scribe scrabble, but I don't tend to. <laughs> when I was wow. when I was thirteen, we had a guy come and uh, teach us karate at my church, and to this day, um, one thing I can do is I can crack my knuckles. Pop, pop, pop without even. <laughs> that's what I learned from doing push ups on your knuckles, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's one. We also, and if anybody's in Arkansas that's listening, uh, we started what's called the Arkansas Freedom Fund to help veterans here in Arkansas. We uh, take them out on events, we take them on scuba diving trips. I, I got scuba certified, so I take uh, guys out to go get scuba certified. So oh, I just don't uh, swim. When they go swimming with the sharks, I stay on the boat. Oh, no. <laughs> what part of Arkansas are you in? I mean, uh, I'm in Blyville, Arkansas, but our base is out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Okay, because I'm from Little Rock. So if you go to Arkansas. I was born in Little Rock. Well, if you're in the Memphis area and all that, I included Memphis area. So if okay. you put in ArkansasFreedomFund.org, Oh. You can go on there and sign up, and everything is uh, free and paid for. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. And you just Someone have to be a veteran? Dr. Poole, uh, Poole was, uh, Calvin Poole was also referred by Nico. And I remember him, on, wasn't that you on a, what was that? Uh, wasn't a boat, but what was that you were on? It was actually a tube. A what? Uh, we were tubing down the uh, New River in uh, Virginia. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. But, <laughs> Anthony, impaired, I, but he's Anthony, on. <laughs> Anthony, I did uh, participate in the 11 nautical mile that Naval Estates, which for a couple of years. And yeah, I think I, you were running yeah. and I was walking and you ran completely out of your shoes. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, oh, I yeah. didn't know you were there. We duct tape oh, my oh, shoes together. Yeah, so yeah, we put duct tape on your shoes. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. See there, yeah. there's some some relationship here. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, that's great. It's good to hear from you, It's good to hear from you, Anthony. Though it's good to hear from you. Yeah, we were we're, run, we're running down to the side of the road, and my foot stepped off the side of the road, and it ripped my shoe apart. Oh, wow. <laughs> they asked me that I want to finish the race and I said yeah I want to finish the race so they went and got some duct tape and duct tape my shoe back together all the way around my foot <laughs> and I finished it yeah it was fun yeah oh that's so cool <laughs> well Anthony uh, uh, Calvin Poole is also on the team so both of you all I'm so thrilled to have you as one of our co-hosts you know at least monthly you're coming on and I just can't thank you enough. It really adds to helping our veterans with different types of disabilities, you know? Right. No, and it shows I, I want to speak on this really quickly before we, we move on. Um, just the collabor the collaboration that we see just organically um, blossom as we all dedicate, you know, our time and service to helping our fellow veterans, right? And it's been a beautiful uh, connection for me as well, because through this network of Operation Confidence, um, I was introduced to the Paralyzed Veterans of America. So I'm currently the executive director of the Paralyzed Veterans of America in California chapter, which is in the Long Beach VA. 
So I am so interested in connecting. Thank you, Connie. Thank you. And Charles is, is also a, a board member of PBA. So I'm interested in connecting with you guys just to see as we get to moving back towards doing these social recreational activities for our veterans, the paralyzed veterans who have the spinal cord injury, MS or ALS. So I, I, I would be just thrilled to be able to connect with you two to get some ideas of what we can do um, you know, amongst the constraints of this pandemic, because our veterans need to get out and get some of the social recreational uh, activities, you know, in, in their lives too, versus just kind of sitting around. So on a side note, I'll try to connect with you guys and, and see if you can share some of your, your uh, expertise and how you get some of these events planned and kind of coordinated and all that good stuff. Cause I'm, I'm new to PBA, just been, I've been here for four months now, but excited okay. to, to be here. We'll make that'll, sure that- That'll be great, yeah, that'll be great. Awesome. I'm happy to have them on board and I, it'll be a pleasure to make that connection as well. We're moving right along here now. Uh, we have, okay, we, we have, Mark, you're gonna introduce US Navy veteran, Angela Walker. You got it, Connie. Please welcome everyone, US Navy veteran, Angela Walker to the show. U.S. Navy veteran Angela Walker is a performer at the National Veterans Creative Arts Festival and is recognized for her deep passion for the American Legion Auxiliary. As a volunteer, she has supported our nation's heroes with a devotion to the mission of serving veterans, military, and their families that are making a huge difference nationally. Veteran Angela Walker is the assistant governor of the Rotary Foundation, District 6440. She's a district membership chair, club foundation chair, and was the club president 2019 through 2020, 2020 through 2021. She's also involved with the Rotary Club of North Chicago, and she's married to no, Tamiko. No, oh. no, I'm not Sorry. married to anybody. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> So none of that. None of that. Okay. Wow. okay. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll move that along. We'll, we'll fix that, Connie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I did send you an email about that, but okay. It was somewhere. Yeah. Else. I was that was a miss. That was a typo. Uh huh. Yeah. I was a miss. That was a Okay. At least she dipped it in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not married. What about the six children? No, I didn't. Okay, oh, that's all right. Me. So that's I, me. That's I, me. Oh, that was on there somewhere. I was Somebody was sabotaging our little presentation, but we got it anyway. That's my, that's my six kids and my wife. Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, no. Sorry. That's okay. Thank you. Not much. Very, coming on. Very okay. single. Okay. So, <laughs> so with that being said, let's let Angela Walker take it from here and give us the, the yeah, rest please of the take bio that we're missing. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, okay. So first <laughs> and foremost, I am a um, PVA uh, member of PVA of Wisconsin, uh, but I'm also a songstress. I've been a singer my whole life. Uh, actually lost my voice in boot camp and uh, wasn't able to sing for years. Uh, that's a long story, so I'm going to move on, but I use my voice to perform patriotic and inspirational music to civic, social, private, veterans hospitals, and other various organizations. I have performed 
at the National Creative Arts uh, program, probably, I, I think I've won it 10 times and have performed at the national event uh, multiple times. Uh, but in addition to that, I am a uh, Rotary International member. We have 2.1 members currently. Uh, I work as the membership chair for our district. So uh, I work with over 1,900 uh, members and I'm also the district membership chair. Currently, I am working to recruit veterans to uh, put together an all service veterans club where veterans from all over the world can participate, um, become members and leaders within their, within their communities um, which would allow them to do service projects, uh, sports event projects, anything that would help the community out. So I'm recruiting for that. In addition to that, uh, I'm also an ambassador for Operation Rebound. I've been working with Nico. All right, uh, Nico. Since, since I think uh, 2016, I went on my very first sports event, which was uh, the Golden Age Games in Biloxi, Mississippi. And it was because of Nico that I was able to go because at that time, RVA did not and still does not support or participate veterans to go to those events. They only participate in one event. That's it. So I, I somehow found Nico, reached out to him, and I went on my first uh, sports program and being in a wheelchair, you know, never having done any of that, it was really exciting and it was good for me. And, uh, and I, I did win some events surprisingly, but more than anything else, I, I enjoyed the camaraderie and I, I enjoyed meeting new people. I enjoyed winning and I was really, really, really uh, just hyped up with that. So when I came back, I said, Nico, Nico, I want to help somebody else. You know, what can I do? He said, well, you can help raise awareness. And, uh, and I started looking for funding to, to, to help um, Operation Rebound Challenge Athlete Foundation to uh, continue to support other veterans that, wanna, that want to heal through um, healthy fitness, sports, and competitions. So... You know, my life is is busy because I I'm constantly uh, connecting people, veterans, uh, to services that they might need in the community, and and that is a lot of work because there are a lot of veterans out here that still don't know. You know, how do I how do I apply for my service connection? Where do I where do I find resources to help me? How can I get food? How can I pay my bills? And so. You know, it's a constant every day somebody is calling, calling me for help or referring people to me for help. So I find that being, you know, involved with PVA, American Legion, Rotary International, all these organizations, you know, are helpful to me because I'm able to help my community. So that's what I do. I'm a connector. Oh, we, we got to sign her up, Connie. Right. Hello. You won't right. get out of here. Hey, you cannot I'm go. I'm writing home, that girlfriend. email down right now. Mm -hmm. you're, you're one of us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and, and Angela, <clears throat> Angela, you know, we, this is part of the thing, too, that I think that we just constantly are in awe of. And I know my, myself being a veteran, 
you know, for many, many years, I just kind of was moving on with life, right? I started my family, I went to college and was doing great, wonderful things. And I, I, I never, ever knew all of the resources that are available to veterans. So I'm like mm-hmm. you, once I kind of discovered when my transition here to California, that was really rough. I was homeless in a month mm-hmm. and I had a master's degree. So I had no, I never thought I, like I said, I had been out of the military for 20 years and it was the veteran community that came to my rescue. And I never mm-hmm. knew like, and again, you not necessarily have to be homeless, although there are a ton of services that are available for veterans that, that do find themselves struggling with homelessness, but all of the other, you know, benefits for jobs and, and training and, you know, so, th- and, and again, this is how um, we got connected, Connie and I, just that same passion, right, that we feel when we know that there's all these veterans out there that don't know how to connect and about these resources and, you know, who to call. And so it's just this, this fire that we all feel kind of in that same, you know, uh, light that you share that, you know, this is Absolutely. kind of our calling, right. And, and it's our, our volunteer service, right. our, you know, it takes over all of, of what we do. And, and it's just such a beautiful thing. So I'm excited to, to, to meet you. And I just wanted to say that. Yeah, we too. Thank I mean, you. it's so Thank fabulous. You. Thanks to Nico and, and Martha and I, it's just God given out the blue. I made a call. And I said, well, hey, girlfriend, (laughs) what are you doing for women veterans? And we've been sister girls ever since, you know? How long ago was that, Mark? About three years ago? Yeah, three years ago now. Right, right. We've been tied at the hip ever since then. So (laughs) I really, really want you on board. And I thank you so much for your presentation and what you're doing for the veterans community. And keep up the good work. I'm going to show you pictures now. Yeah, show a picture. Okay. And then I'll show the video, a little short video. And I had a comment too later on about the tiny houses. Okay, it's a good comment, I hope. <laughs> oh, you got pictures of me, I hope. Yeah, I said I'm going to show more <laughs> pictures. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, that's... Uh... Oh, look at you bowling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a strike? Or a I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, archery! No, that's uh, what is that? That's, that's my, air that's rifle. rifle. That's, yeah, I just came. Right finally got into second place. Um, yeah. Oh, look at look at there! I'm still learning though, but I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep a bullseye close by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look at you. Right. Look at there. That's the festival, huh? Um, yeah, Creative Arts Festival. Creative mm-hmm. Arts, right. I'm in Massachusetts uh, singing there and telling them about, uh, speaking about veterans and how veterans should, you know, continue their leadership roles in Rotary. So mm-hmm. I had a little speaking and a little singing. Yeah. That's my service dog, Brave. Oh, oh, okay. oh and, he looks uh, fresh. Oh, yeah, he, he uh, unfortunately passed away a little oh. while back. So I'm oh. waiting, for, waiting for my other dog. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Hey, Again, doing some hey, speaking. My my son, my son wants you, wants you to say where you're from again. I'm from Waukegan, Illinois. 
No, she, he wants to hear you say the state again. Illinois. No, the, the Massachusetts one. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he liked the way you said that he, he wanted to ask where you from Mississippi. No. <laughs> I should have just said Boston. <laughs> well, I was him laughing in the background the first time. That was yeah, I got, I, you know, I had, I had, a, I, have, I have a problem. <laughs> yeah, well, say it for us. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> a common one. That's a common part of this show. I had a. I had suffered. I had suffered a stroke, and uh, I had some difficulty speaking. I've just really have started back speaking better over the last you, We would never would have known if you didn't yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've been working for years on my speech. And, and I mean, you, you, you're so far advanced. I mean, you're singing, you know? I mean, that's- Well, you awesome. can sing. You, you, Those are the different parts of the brain that that's you use true. when you sing. Yeah. Right. But that was how I fought my way out. Uh, yeah. volunteering at the VA every day, singing four to six hours a day, um, not able to really talk because I would keep stuttering when I would talk, but it would force me to be with people. And, and that was just my way to help heal myself. Basically, I yeah. wasn't going to stay in the house. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Amazing. Well, that's been wonderful. We want to welcome you and thank you so much for that great presentation. Awesome. And uh, keep up the good work. And you know, you're always welcome. If you ever have any time, please come back and share some more stories and think about joining our team. Okay. Right. Thank you very much. Thank All you right. very much. Okay, moving right along, Charles. Okay, we have uh, our next. Amazing. I was trying to show her singing video, but it was no. Oh, uh, well, if we have time, we'll show it at the end. I want you All to right. welcome our next guest. Um, our next guest is a U.S. Marine veteran, Master Sergeant Adam Castillo. Uh, welcome. We're going to welcome you to the team. Uh, Master Sergeant Adam Castillo is a native of Southern California and a retired Marine Corps who served from 1994 to 2014 with two combat tours in Iraq and one in Afghanistan. During his career, Castillo served in several critical leadership capacities, including drill instructor, chief instructor, and battalion field artillery chief. His management experience in the corps led to Adam, led Adam to believe he would find meaningful employment in the civilian workforce. He was dismayed to find his esteemed USMC resume would only land him a full-time position as an Uber driver, and in a period he would later describe as one of the most challenging times in his life. This difficult episode eventually led Castillo into the work he does today as a psychiatric social worker too for the Los Angeles County Department of Mental Health, where he works as a team member of the Veteran Peer Access Network or VPAN. VPAN focuses on meeting the needs of veterans and their families experiencing mental health challenges and homelessness, as well as those seeking education and disability benefits, emergency housing, legal assistance, crisis intervention, and more. His guest today is U.S. Army veteran, is a U.S. Army veteran, George Jorge Marcia, 
Is that right, Jorge? I'll go by either or. <laughs> okay, either or. Jorge Marcia, native of downtown. Oh, so it's not Jorge Marcia. It's Jorge or uh, you say either or. Well, anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, anyway, he's a native of downtown L.A. who served for seven years, deploying to Afghanistan in 2014 before eventually leaving the service in 2019. Or he left the army thinking he'd be a hot commodity, but that was not to be the case. He struggled to find purpose and meaning in life and was fortunate to have a good support uh, structure in place. He struggled with mental health issues of his own until he finally sought professional help to get his life back on track. In the meantime, he also found himself unemployed in 2020. That's when Jorge found out about veteran peer support specialist opportunities. Once he found his calling, things started to fall into place. He got connected with the U.S. Vets in Orange County before meeting Adam Castillo, who was then serving as the L.A. County Supervisor of the District 1 Program Manager for the Veteran Peer Access Network and recently promoted to the role of Housing Coordinator for SD1. He's a graduate of Cal State Northridge and is now pursuing a Master of Social Work at USC. He says he likes this job because it helps others to avoid the situations. He encountered and grateful, he encountered and grateful we have a VPAN. He says if we had this in 2016, uh, his life would be a lot different. Anyway, there you go. Take it away, gents. All right, all right. Go, go ahead, Jorge. You want to talk first? You know, let me let me say something first, though. Uh, oh, oh, George or Jorge? We'll call him, I'm gonna call him George. But uh, so I first met George when we had it's, it's this program still going a vet uh, vet to peer class, and uh, George likes to call himself the the underdog. But uh, anyway, so we he was he we started working together at the uh, Ochoa program, which is the the Orange County, uh, uh, Orange County. What, what was the program called, George? Help me with OC my memory. Peer right? Yeah, yeah. OC Peer Support and Outreach Program, right? That's where we first started working together. It was a it was a three three person team uh, that in Orange County, just helping with. It was a smaller, it was a smaller, smaller VPAN. Nowhere near what VPAN is, but it was just in Orange County, and that's when we first started working together and. Uh, and as he would, he can probably tell you, he wasn't my first pick, but eventually things came out and he, he became my first pick uh, because the uh, the person that we we had intended to hire didn't work out in George's next one. And uh, he, he never lets me forget that because he became, he's, he's here today and he's doing an outstanding job and he did get just promoted to the housing coordinator. And he's, he is the top dog for when it comes to housing especially with in vpan uh in my eyes that that's my opinion only okay so uh so i'm gonna let george tell you about what he does and how vpan um helps not they, they supplement the uh the housing benefits or housing that what supplement the support services for veterans and families and hud vash we don't we don't do their job we just supplement it and um and how we uh also assist with the uh the peer support role at the va and all the other things that we do go ahead george well <clears throat> thank you adam for the introduction thank you all for having me here um i gotta mention i just got newly appointed to housing coordinator um but before that i was doing the peer support role which i think is very crucial um whenever we have a vet that um you know those lived experiences that we share similarities i think helps out a lot 
So whenever we have a vet that's experiencing homelessness, um, usually um, my approach is that I, I inquire and ask the veteran like, hey, um, are you comfortable to in a shelter setting? And if they if they say yes, then um, I call, usually I call like um, Volunteers of America. I have a great, we have a great partnership with them and if they have space, um, we usually I tell the veteran like, hey, we have a space right here at Volunteers of America. And if the veteran agrees, then, you know, um, they usually, uh, we, we coordinate transportation for them, sorry, or we coordinate transportation for them to, to go to the housing that's available. If not, um, we also send them to the West LA VA, their welcome center, building 257, um, which is a great option as well. Um, they also have tiny homes available, which I saw about two weeks ago. I had a vet that was experiencing homelessness. We coordinated transportation for them. And um, he was able be, uh, he was able to be assisted the same day, um, which I think it's a great that we have that in, in place now. And um, along with that, we also ensure like the, the veteran, if they have no sources of income, we uh, tra uh, coordinate transportation to the Department of uh, Social Services, DPSS, so the veteran could apply for general relief, um, SNAP, and we also ensure that they uh, do, uh, connect with the veteran service officer, whether they come down to Bob Hope or if the veteran doesn't have transportation, we meet them where they are and have the technology to be able to uh, go out there to the field and um, connect the veteran to a veteran, veteran service officer. Mm -hmm. And then they could ability then. Um, so the end goal is to get the veteran house, yes, but ensure that the veteran has the tools and uh, to sustain their housing. So we connect them to uh, programs like GR, uh, get them service connected. Um, you know, we ensure that the veteran could focus on uh, maintaining their housing. So it's yeah. like you know, a very broad, uh, it's a broad uh, job description, but obviously we wanna ensure that the veteran sustains their housing. Yeah. I want, to, I want to add something to George that would something that would what Georgia explained so uh when you first started talking is like really something also they concentrate on is, is finding out what the the veteran the eligibility of the veteran because sometimes as we've all talked about on here before the last time I, I know we talked about it is just really learning what the the veterans eligible for because sometimes they may have gotten out because they may have gotten in trouble um you know for whatever reason uh, no judgment but you know, finding out if they are eligible for the grant per diem program, if they are eligible for SSVF, the and the worst thing we want to do is, you know, to to re to rip off that band-aid, you know, again. So finding out what they're eligible for, eligible for before we even try, because there's a lot of different programs that we can send them to. So, and that's and that's something though, you know, that George does before he even does, before he even goes down that road, finding out what they're eligible for. So, and what I like also what, what VPAN does, uh, the, those housing coordinators, all battle buddies too, is they're going to, from start to finish, is they're going to hand, they're going to go in, I guess you could say shoulder to shoulder with those veterans experiencing these problems at that time, those challenges, they're going to walk with them, go to the West LA, they're going to meet them there, they're going to, they're going to go there and they're going to, you know, especially when they're those difficult times, because, you know, and, and, and I know this for myself. It's like someone tells you no, you're like, all right, screw it. They're not. They don't want to help me. 
that's that's not always the case. They may have said, no, we, we're going to lunch right now. We'll be come back in an hour. The veterans like, ah, they, they just don't want to help me. You know, I, I did all this. And well, you got, you know, that peer, that housing coordinator that's going to be like, hey, let's come back. Let's go grab lunch too. This helped them to navigate that process, not lose hope and restore hope in the systems that are there. So that's what those peers are there for. If they say, you need, we need three months worth of bank statements. We need you to, we need to get your social security card. We need to get your driver's license. And that veteran may, may, may have been homeless for 12 months, 16 months, where however long, they may not have access to none of that stuff. So those housing coordinators, those peers, that's what they're going to do. They're going to help them get all those things because, I mean, let's just be the the VA system and probably Dr. Cash can can uh they they're they're impacted. They have a lot of people they're already working with and they don't have the capacity to to do all the you know because they got right behind that veteran. There's probably ten other veterans standing back there looking for services, looking to get you know uh, their intake done or assessment done to get housing as well. So sorry, George. So. That's that's one thing that they do as well. So go ahead, George. Yeah, so it's uh it's great to have a, a peer to kind of not only um, show you the way, but also advocate sometimes uh, on your behalf as well, and you know check check in like what the status is on your housing, um, and make sure that you're document ready. What that entails of having a state ID, um, social security card, DD two DD. To 14 and proof of income. Yeah. There's a lot to cover on housing because it is a lengthy process. So if there's any questions, please, I'm going to let George go ahead and take the floor for questions. Yeah, I just have a comment. And, and I think that for those of us in the room that, that um, work with, with veterans to help them with housing, it's really about relationship building, you know, <clears throat> and that vet to vet peer to peer model that we see is, is one of the most successful because this is a long and daunting process that I think sometimes people don't realize unless you've had that experience or you know have that similar um, connection that you can share with them, right? And it's for some vets it, it can be quick, you know, three months, which is amazing and almost unheard of. And for others, it takes you know up to a year <clears throat> or more, depending upon it. Like you said, if they've got their do documents ready, if they can get their DD two fourteen, if they can get you know their Social Security cards. I mean, those things don't. You can't get them in like a snap of a of a finger. You know, you've got to apply. You got to wait for Social Security, and it's it's that you know being able to be there for them during the process when they're ready to give up and when Martin they're. Mark and I have had some of those challenges as yeah. well. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and it's and it's that collaboration of working together, like you said, telling the vet it's going to be okay. You know, and unfortunately, mm -hmm. we got to wait. You know, for this length of time, but that that's okay. Don't give up. You know, and. And that's what I have found um, in, in my work, because my work prior to um, coming to PVA was with housing. And, and I used to work with VOA, and we had a great relationship with the VOA folks on Breed Street, where we'd hand walk the vets right in, and like, hand them over, <laughs> tell me when to pick them up, you know, and that's what we need. And I think that's what you guys are kind of demonstrating. And it's been exciting to watch the creation of VPAN, you know, uh, give or take a, a couple of kinks, but we would like to collaborate with you both Operation Confidence and PBA, we do get, you know, one-off members that are homeless. And so for us, it was always hard to figure out who we can connect them to, you know, such as yourselves. And so I know I'm excited and, and interested in collaborating with you both, because when we get those phone calls, you got to have, you know, and they're usually Friday at four o'clock when everyone's ready to go home, 
you know, we got to have those quick networks and in, in, uh, in place so that we, we know that if we can get them through the weekend, you know, come Monday, we're, we've got we've got an answer, you know, waiting on the phone, um, you know, and a hand a warm handoff, but not just the handoff where like, see you later, the warm handoff to someone, you know, that's going to take it from here and help them get to that next uh, stage in the process, because it's very, very, you know, uh, difficult and challenging for folks that are in you know, you can't even think straight some days. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to remember my appointment? Oh, yeah, my buddy's going to pick me up and take me there and, you know, buy me lunch on the way, knowing that, you know, I, I don't have a lot of extra money. So hats off to you guys. And I know the, the hardest jobs are always the boots on the ground because veterans suffer from a lot as it is. And then you throw in, you know, the whole um, piece of not having a roof over their head. And it's it's a lot. So hats off to you guys for, for all the hard work you do. And Adam and Jorge, I know Adam, you know about what Operation Confidence is all about. And we are right in the process of our teeny houses. Uh, we've had 10 acres of land donated to us out in Atlanta. And uh, some major people, including the community college, has offered to partner with us and have their construction students classes to help us with our teeny houses project. So I definitely need you guys on our team and to assist us in that area as well. So I really appreciate what uh, you all have presented and uh, we'll go from there for sure. Okay? Yeah. And yeah, I just want to make sure that we all know that, you know, there's, there's no blueprint. And as you all know, there's no one, there's no blueprint for, for building relationships. Uh, yeah. Building relationships is the biggest thing. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I hate to say it, but that's, that's the only way you get things done. And Jorge, he knows that that's probably the, the biggest thing that I harp is uh you know, maintaining those doors and having those veterans that they got to, if they want to get be frustrated and, and get upset, hey, don't, don't burn the bridge with the, with the provider, come outside and you can unload on me and, right. uh, or George, and then save that. Just don't do it to our, to our providers because we need to continue those relationships. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Thank you yeah. so much. And I look forward to you coming back, uh, and bring in another guest and Jorge, remember you always welcome. You have such a wealth of information and our, our listeners need to know about that and our viewers as well, okay? Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. We're moving right along now. Here we got Dr. Cash. Go ahead, girlfriend. All right, all right. I just love the, the peer support conversation because that is that has come to the forefront of the VA. Uh, sometimes people don't want to recognize that peer support is now the face of the VA. So it's the face of veteran services. Because as you said, Adam, as you said, Jorge, it's about those relationships. You develop those relationships so that we can get things done. And what happens is we know it's a process. So once you get the veteran that you're working with, that you're serving, understand it's a process. You know, it, it makes sense to you to do it one way, but there are steps, there are processes that have to take place. So when we develop those relationships, when you have that veteran who trusts you and you tell them, okay, let's hold tight, we're gonna move on to the next step, then they know that somebody cares. They may not believe that that provider cares because of the, because like you said, I didn't have to go to lunch. Why you gotta go to lunch? I'm homeless, you need to stay here and help me. <laughs> <laughs> so so that, that peer says, okay, let's let them go to lunch. They'll get refreshed. And then when they come back, we'll be able to move on and get the next steps done. So the value of peer support. And one other thing that when we look at peer support, those resources, 
And I'm just gonna share some things about the VSOs, the veteran service organizations. Because there are so many organizations that say that they're VSOs. Some are sanctioned by the VA and others are not. But just because they're not sanctioned by the VA does not mean that they don't know what they're doing or they're not effective. So when we, when our veterans, when they come out of the military, that transition back into the civilian world is very difficult. As there have been stories shared, you know, you, you're, in the, you're in the military, you have a great job, you're a command, you're doing all these awesome things, and you come out and you're a DoorDash driver because that's the best that you can get. You know, you are stacking boxes in Walmart because that's the best that you can get. When you think back six months ago, I was in charge of multi-million dollar equipment and had a thousand people under my command. So what ends up happening is that that messes with us. So going back to the peer specialist, that peer support, that peer support can take you and say, okay, let's go and see how we can take care of all of this. Let's get you transitioned back into civilian life because you, you, we're just dropped back in, you know, we're taken in, go through basic training, go through our service, spend our time. And then it's almost like we're just dropped back out into civilian world. Yeah, we hear that all the time. Yes. And then when you don't know, when you don't have connections, when you don't know people, when you don't know what you could be, uh, what, you, what your benefits are, then you're circling down a drain. Mm -hmm. And that number is anywhere between 16 and 22 per day, depending on whose stats you listen to. And one per day is one too many. So what we try to do, what our goal is, what our passion is, what our aim is, is to make sure that all the veterans who, um, who are looking for services have the opportunity to uh, get those services. And the first thing we say is go to the VA. You go to the VA, if nothing else, go to the VA. And then on your way to the VA, Maybe you'll meet that peer specialist in the lobby and then, or someone who can talk to you. I learned what I learned about my benefits from another veteran. It was, it was kind of funny. I was, I'd gone to, when I got out of the service, didn't know anything about the benefits, didn't know anything about the VA. I was told I wasn't a veteran because I didn't do combat and because I was a woman. So I didn't have anything. So uh, when I finally got, it's long story, but when I got to the VA, started receiving my services, you know, you go through the business office and they sign you up to do whatever, da, 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 and then, but you, at least I thought they told me everything I needed to know. I'm sitting in the pharmacy waiting on a prescription and another veteran says to, I'm, I'm ear hustling on this other conversation. One veteran says to another, this was several years ago, I have to get to the uh, business office and get my check. I'm like, you get a check? You get a check for what? <laughs> I get checked for transportation. Wait a minute, what does that mean? You get a check for transportation. So that that's when I found out that you get a check, you get paid for the mileage from home to your appointments. And so those little nuances, they're not going to be posted on the board anywhere. That's where the that's where peer support comes in. We get to share those little things that we've learned that we picked up along the way. We get to share those with the veterans that we come in contact with. So there's the VA, and then there's every state has state and county um, VA offices, where it's sort of it's it's you might almost you can almost say it's like a a, um, a microcosm of what the the big VA is. Oftentimes you can do the same services or almost the same services, or that'll there'll be that bridge to the national VA. 
but you can start claims, you can review your benefits, you can get all kinds of assistance. Uh -huh. um, the same assistance that you get at the at the regional office or at the national, you can get it at the local or the county office. That, it's all about finding that information. Can I, can I give you a, a quick secret right quick, Dr. Cash? Uh-huh. Let me tell you who's got all the connects with the VSOs. Say that again? Your, I'm going to tell you who's got all the connections with the VSOs. George, yeah. Jorge, right here. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm telling you, he sits at Bob Hope. And oh, there we go. All of them. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got all the connections. Yeah. He knows all of them. He's, no, he's known as George number three. There's George Dixon. That's the boss. <laughs> George number two and George number three right here. That's why I brought him on the show. He's got all, right. all the connects. Okay. I'm I'm gonna be, we gonna be calling you, Jorge. Please. I'm telling right. you right now. He's got all my name to George so I can get on the list. On it, right? Yeah, I'm telling you. Better share your contact information. George. I'll definitely be providing my uh, contact information shortly. You need anything done? You talk to George, and he's like got the back door because all they love him up there. So make sure you put know. your contact in the chat. Or he's hey, good. He's good. definitely needs this service. Good, good, good. Yes. Okay. There. It's all about relationship and relationship there we building. Go. Building. And, there you and go. And building those relationships and networking. You learn mm -hmm. things. There you go. Yeah. I just know we got okay. to have your support, girl. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been on you asking you for many, many months now. So <laughs> we got to make this work. But we got a whole lot of veterans that are needing continuous services. You know, yes, and those that are disabled and homeless that's what breaks my heart. So, we got work to do still, that, but I thank you. So that's much, the thing Dr. that really that's the thing that really bothers me when we're when we have veterans who are disabled, they're trying to get the service connection. Then we have these sharks out there who are saying, Well, I'll do it for you, and this is it's going to cost you this much money. Mm -hmm. Well, the VA says <clears throat> nothing more than 20% if you're going to go outside. But if you go to a, a, um, a sanctioned v, uh, VSO, it happens for free. Yep. But sometimes right, we get it. impatient. <laughs> sometimes yeah. we get the veterans will get impatient. I'm gonna call an attorney. Then they call the attorney, and the attorney wants half of their back pay, or and the they, attorney wants they, money up front. Yeah, and they stretch them out to the whole year. Yes. So they can get, get paid, more money. Yeah. To get Highway paid. robbery. So. Yes. Not, and again, yeah. that's the value of knowing somebody who knows this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everybody's not a super, super veteran like Anthony is. <laughs> Mr. Smith just went on and took all those challenges and turned them into a huge, huge career. But mm -hmm. uh, we do have veterans out there that are suffering. So yeah, and that's true. And then they're afraid because I, I deal with some who they see what others are doing. And they don't think that they can do that. Mm -hmm. Nobody taught them. They don't have that inner strength to move forward. Mm -hmm. So it's encouraging to hear those stories and then to have someone walk along with them to get through those stories because right. nobody wants to be taken advantage of. Right. So when we talk about the, the battle buddy system, when we talk about peer support, when we talk about vet to vet, because that's where I started in vet to vet. Uh, 15, 10, 12 years ago, I started in vet to vet. And just starting there with sharing my story and telling other people, because at first I thought I was the only one who was told that I wasn't a veteran because I didn't do combat. Who was the, who was the director that, of Vest at that time? Say it again. Who was the, the, the director of Vest Roy Brown. 
He's still around. He's still around. And he, yeah. he does, yeah. uh, he did speaking engagement for the peers a couple, uh, really? about a month ago. Oh, wow. Yes. Tell him I said, hey. All right. <laughs> but thank you so much. So many nuggets. But, um, but just, and last thing too, when we talk about those VSOs, you know, the American Legion, DAV, Purple Heart, which matter of fact, today is Purple Heart Day. Oh, gosh. Uh, today is Purple Heart Day. Um, and then in terms of the American Legion, um, over, over 100 years old, I'm personally biased to the American Legion. Uh, I'm the first vice commander of Jackie Robinson Post 252. Oh, okay. So we are looking to do a lot in the community with our veterans. I'm talking to a lot of Vietnam era veterans because that's where my heart is. Mm -hmm. um, we're in the midst of the Vietnam veteran celebration, not celebration, but the uh, the um, recognition of Vietnam of Vietnam veterans from 2013 to 2025. We'll wow. be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the remembrance of the end of the Vietnam War. So everywhere I go throughout our legion, different places, I, have, I take the opportunity to call out the Vietnam era vets and have them recognized mm -hmm. because that's something that they didn't get. And so that's what we are really pushing to make sure that they know that they have services. And then we walk them through it because they're older and they're like, well, I'm fine. I don't need anything. But then they do need things. Right. And so we're just there to support them. Anthony, you have your hand up. Yeah, I was going to let them say, let everybody know uh, it was the peer group that got me to where I was because uh, I want everybody to know they see where I am now, but they, a lot of folks didn't see where I came from because I was at a spot where I thought nobody wanted to help me. I didn't even want to go to VA. And they're turning like, hey, man, you automatically get 100% because you're purple. I said, man, forget them folks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's the story. Yes, that's the story. Yeah. You, know. so, you know, we have to sit there with them. But sometimes people don't want to move for that same reason. Forget them. I don't want them. So what we do, instead of saying, fine, you can sit there, we just make that relationship. We just build that. Just mm -hmm. come out and talk. And at some point, if it's something that they want to do, then we're there to advocate for them and with them because the benefits are there, but you're not going to move if you don't know. And then if you mad, if you upset and it, by rights, we do have that because of the way we've been treated and because of the way that we are being treated. Right. But Arthur has an amazing story going through something right now. Yeah. It's like the same story, right? Dr. Cash that, you know, we hear as women veterans, Right. I was told the same thing because I, I was in the National Guard. So I was like, the you know, the lowest of the of the branches or, we, you know, unless you do 20 years smooth, you you don't get no re, no benefits. You know, they told me I didn't go to combat. So I wasn't a real veteran. I, I never went to the VA ever, mm -hmm. you know. And so it's like like you said, when, when we work <clears throat> with with these veterans, we we give them the options. Right. So we're in this. We're teaching them how yeah. to be resourceful, how to be resilient as they're watching us and knowing that we are leading by example. We have that experience. We've been through, we know other vets. So yeah. just by watching us, they learn how to do it like us. And I yeah. think that that's the, the biggest nugget of them all because, you know, they have options now. So, you know, with one female veteran, 
It's like she had some severe health issues. And so I said, okay, we'll call the VA first. The VA said, we can't get you in for three months. No big deal. We know in this work, we can go the community route. So -hmm. let's call VOA. Let's call, you know, all the other and, and see who can get you in first. Okay. So we're teaching them a valuable life skill that they can learn and, you know, and, and use forever, you know, how to advocate for themselves with the smaller stuff as they get more comfortable learning how to do it. And then reaching back out to us when they need help with the big stuff, right. Before Mm -hmm. they're ready to give up and throw in the towel, then they've got, you know, that they built that network of their own support staff people. So if you're at lunch and I'm out of town and, you know, they can call, you know, Jorge over here at VPAN and, you know, they, they've built their own support network again, by watching how we do it. Right. And we yes. hear um, Anthony say that that's that, that network of people that we didn't have at one point when we felt like nobody cared and nobody wanted to listen, you know, no, nobody cared to help us, but right. we, we worked through that. And I think that's just the, the most beautiful thing about all of us here on the call today is that we all have this passion and drive from something that we experience that makes us want to give back. And those of us, yeah. as we hear like Anthony and, and Calvin, who have had the most severe of, of the physical challenges. I mean, it's just so motivating for me um, as I'm working through, you know, kind of in comparison, my little, you know, physical challenges, but it's beautiful. I, I wasn't going to come today because I, I didn't get no rest last night. And Connie called like, no, we need you to come on. You know, we're talking about benefits and, you know, and I get all riled up. So I was like, okay, I'm on the call. And then again, it's like, you know, here, all of you are, you beautiful yes. people that keep us motivated and we motivate each other, right. Yeah. To keep doing this great work. And then so, we pay it forward. We pay right. it forward. That's right. When we learn yeah. how to do it, we teach somebody else. That's, That's right. It. There we go. Well, we got a lot of work to do and I'm so happy to have you all involved. And of course, Operation Commons has been out there a while now, so I need all of this support system that we can get. So I really appreciate you all as far as your information and your support given to our show and, of course, to our organization, because we all have the same mission, and that's to help our veterans, especially those with disabilities and have experienced homelessness. So I thank you so much. We're running out of, had a way out of time. Huh? I think Jorge had a question. Oh, no, more like a comment. So one of, one of the things that I liked about my roles of peer support was that I, the ability to instill hope. I think a lot of my, the vets that I've encountered, they they have learned hopelessness, you know? And um, right. the thing about my role is that like, hey, you know, I'm going to walk with you. We're going to walk together. And, um, you know, and I usually tell my my vets um, that never filed um, for uh, VA compensation. I tell them these these are benefits that your service earned, and I, I know one of the biggest factors is, I would say it's kind of like pride, like you know I haven't done much or I didn't do you know I didn't I didn't go to combat or, um, and that impedes them from fighting the claim. But I tell them you know it's it's your service, a lot of wear and tear, and yeah, they you you raised your hand and um, you volunteered to to serve your your country. So, I always, right, did you put you your know, contact information in the chat? I don't see it. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, we got it. There, we got it. All right, great. We need to get in touch with you. But I thank you all. We're winding down now. We're like way over time, but it's been an absolute wonderful show today. It's been a blast. Yeah, it has been. So I'm going to let Martha 
no, we got to, we can't go nowhere without Charles. No, no, because we did this. Um, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, that was hot. Yeah, the, the, that's what uh, Matt, covered Matt that. talked about. Yeah, so we can skip oh, okay, over that. Great. Well, I want yeah. him to do his little funny Charles. little stands before we close oh, down. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we got to do. Uh, <laughs> we always have a little something, something with Charles. So, you know, this is. You, you want the hot news or you want to just. Uh, uh, just a little funny clips. Okay, I'm gonna skip the. Oh, you got to do the face. Do the face. Do the, okay, this is hot. <laughs> hot news. I mean, it's like the sun. You can, you can, you can play that champ is here again. Huh? You can play that champ is here again. I like that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All um, right. So, we, um, so then I'll show you a quick little, uh, you know, uh, the, the hot news we gonna we gonna uh, skip that to it for the uh, in the interest of time, but I'm gonna show you just a little quick little. Um... And then we're gonna swine down and say bye yeah. bye. Yeah. What is it, Charles? Oh, let's see here. Let's find out where it's at. Uh, you should have had it there. I had it there, but you know we done had to pull up all these extra. Mm -hmm. I got uh, video. Cut him a break, huh? Yeah. I'm okay. Hey, you know? Okay. Here, here we go. Um, you know, we had all this extra stuff. I had to get out of the alignment that I had going. Okay. Here oh, okay. You know, so. Let me close this and then open this up. Okay. Yeah, here we go. This is today's, uh, uh, animal humor. I like to do this just to kind of lighten up the, 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 you know, even though we've been laughing all day. Here we go. No. Oh, what's up? Do boy. something, man. I tell you, boy, I'll rip you in half. Oh, oh, oh well, what's <laughs> up, man? Your fur is looking good. Yeah, I noticed your your snout is looking real nice. You know what I'm saying? Man, you know I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what I said. I said what I said. I'll rip your nose off and feed it to your precious humans. Oh, oh, oh what's yeah, up, King? You yeah, know what I'm yeah. You know, no disrespect. The <laughs> other side of the gate make the tone seem more aggressive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he always got something funny to say. Okay, come on, Martha. Let's start closing down. We want to thank everybody. It's been a great show. Yes. Before Miss Connie closes, I would like to remind our listeners about our amazing advertisement rates. We have 20 and 30 second advertisement slots available. If you're interested, please email info at operationconfidence.org for more information and visit Operation Confidence website at www.operationconfidence.org and our resource page for some amazing resources. I would also like to inform our listeners and radio, or our, our listeners today about Amazon Smile. When making your next purchase on Amazon, please go to Amazon Smile and type in Operation Confidence in the Choose Your Organization donation box. Amazon will make a small donation to Operation Confidence. Also, to get involved with Operation Confidence Tiny Houses Project, please visit our website, again, www.operationconfidence.org, or send us a message on how you would like to be involved. And again, that email is info at operationconfidence.org. And then we also have, um, we want to inform you about our positive redirection team which is a group of male and female veterans who are mentors having overcome similar challenges 
and situations transitioning back into mainstream society. To be connected or become a team member, email us again at info at operationconfidence.org. And then we are also trying to get together a group of female veterans um, for our Combat Boots and Lace Women's Veteran Mentoring and Creative Arts Group. So Angela Walker, Dr. Kathy Cash, we're growing this list. You know, we got nice. some powerhouse women that we've seen on the show. And I've been able to make some connection with a um, foundation, a small family foundation in New York. York City that focuses strictly on uh, female veterans. And so, you know, as we know, and we, we've talked today about this, the importance of the support circle, right? It's not just everybody who's overcome challenges and you're the only one who's going through challenges. That That's not how, you know, so we need a nice blend of folks who have, have been through it and are at different points in their lives to really be able to connect with one another. So I have a foundation that's on the horn that is started working with some of the women at PVA. And I've also mentioned to them about our uh, women veteran efforts here. So if either of you are interested, please reach out to either Miss Connie or myself, uh, Martha at operationconfidence.org. All right, thank you. Thank and you. as always, we want to remind our viewers that our goal for the show is to raise awareness about Operation Confidence's mission which is to provide stable housing with a wide range of supportive services. So to get involved with our grassroots efforts, please send us an email to Operation Confidence, I'm sorry, info at operationconfidence.org or visit our website at www.operationconfidence.org. And we want to thank all of our guests and of course our co-hosts for an amazing show today. And please, we also have our own uh, American Invisible Heroes YouTube channel. So please subscribe. We want to make sure that we get a lot of subscriptions. So in closing, we're going to say goodbye. And we'll be back next Sunday. And we thank you all once again for a great, great show. Take it away, Charles. All righty. Got to go. <laughs> Got to go. Got to go. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Hey. I like the music. I'm like outstanding. Ooh, press play. It is. Okay, this is a new one. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Till later.